o'clock, right? We'll be here with you in a second. We're just enhancing our household fire safety. For yes, a I listened to just... that API. Um, and I'm t- actually, having listened to it, I am going off as soon as this program ends yes. to conduct a seminar in my household with the three dogs. Yes. And see what they've got see to say. See what they think. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, uh, as we speak, cleaning up Steve's exit so we can carry on now. <laughs> yeah. Today, but... where do we start? Well, where do we start? Let's sure we start. I mean, you've got tragic events going on. There's this awful bombing that you've had in, in Bangkok. And, of course, in terms of loss of human life, the much more appalling loss of life in Tianjin after these two explosions at this storage depot, which now, guess what, appear to have had been illegally storing... Oh, you knew it was coming. The whole thing was they send out these infant... They're not even properly trained firemen to tackle this thing. I mean, where to start with that? But meanwhile, just in case anybody is under any small scintilla (laughs) of a lingering illusion that this government here always puts politics first, they put politics first when it comes to safety as well. Because they've issued, within nanoseconds, a travel alert about people going to Bangkok. I personally don't think that there is a great danger in in going to Bangkok at the moment. Until there is, sort of thing. Until there is. But, you know, these alerts that that are issued in response to what I think pretty clearly are one-off events um, always happen afterwards. But anyway, but in Tianjin, where there is a poisonous atmosphere, literally, I'm not talking about metaphorically, but a literally poisonous atmosphere where there is considerable danger of visiting to no travel alert whatsoever could that be one country anything to do with politics <laughs> i tell you it's like hamburg i mean the it's bigger in- political problem for them was to issue the travel alert safety <laughs> that can sit in the back seat while while you know we don't worry. I mean, clearly people shouldn't be travelling to Tianjin at the moment. I don't think you need to have a PhD in poisonous gases to work that out. I can't help thinking we've only heard the half of this one. Well, this is also true. I mean, in fact, this is a major problem for the Chinese leadership because at every level there's a problem with this. You've got corruption, it now appears, which enabled these gases to be stored in places they shouldn't have been stored. You've got the initial response, which was literally to send in... They they were sort of 18- and 19-year-old contract firemen who were contracted to the private companies. They weren't part of the National Fire Service, which is why the casualty rate among firemen has been so very high. Uh, this, kind of thing, this kind of thing is the kind of thing that the real professional guys train for. Yeah, exactly, this is a disaster. They then send in, which is... You may say what they should have sent in in the first place. These um, PLA um, troops who are who are trained in in um, poisonous, who are trained in chemical warfare and are trained in the handling of poisonous gases. Right. Now, it was very obvious. This isn't something you say with hindsight. It was very obvious from the beginning that that this wasn't a normal explosion. I mean, you don't have an explosion of that ferocity from a couple of cardboard boxes igniting hmm. something clearly of a combustible nature was in those buildings. And some. So, but, but what I'm saying is these are things that were obvious at the beginning. Mm. And yet, so this great claim of the new Xi Jinping regime to be fully in control, to be handling everything, to have cracked down on corruption, I'm just wondering, how is that pl- 
playing with all of this narrative. You've reminded me of something. Good old social media. I was about to say to you what would have happened 15 years ago. It would have been, no, move on, nothing here, move on. Complete. There's some pictures of the big boys going to the disaster site and standing and pointing. Yes. But the sun's shadow is going in three different directions on their shirts. Mm. Yeah. Photoshop? Yeah. Bad Photoshop? Uh, well, uh, and of course, in this case, it, 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 they've all kept away. I mean, you don't see Xi Jinping turning up in Tianjin. You, 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 Li Keqiang um, is taking his time. The Premier is taking his time to get over there. I mean, they're all going, oh, 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 Tianjin. Oh, sorry, I don't know where that is. Uh, I've, got, I've got important sign forms to sign here. <laughs> it's been a busy week this week. Yeah. They're all scuttling away from this, you know, like a rat after a bad smell. Let's assume that <coughs> some people did turn up there and did the did the thing. I mean, look at that picture. If, you, if you're a Photoshop expert, tell me. But the sun yeah, shadow does yeah, not go in three yeah, directions. I know, I know. But they, they had this thing of them all doing that po- uh, posed pointing thing. Wrong place, wrong time to yeah. do that. It's like one of those Kim Jong Un photos yes, where he's yes. always got a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of wrong that. time. I mean, do you remember the the awful earthquake? Um, where, where, where? In the end, I mean, after, I mean, of course, the death rate from that was. This is the the um, yeah. Uh, Sichuan earthquake, and I can't remember offhand which year it was, but I do remember, and everybody knows this that the death t- the death toll was much higher. But, you know, you had endless numbers of officials um, going up and pointing fingers. And, you know, this will be happening, that will be happening. And who knew that in China, in some, particularly in some rural areas, building standards weren't of the high standards? I was going to say schools, for goodness sake. You know, schools that were built like, um, you know, what they call these Daofu buildings, you know, these Bingard buildings. Honestly, you know, I mean, this is the problem with these tragedies you may say well you can't prevent an earthquake which indeed is true but you can certainly build structures which are capable of withstanding the worst effects of an earthquake in the case of of storing dangerous and poisonous chemicals you can indeed reinforce the regulations which say you will not be doing this anywhere close to a residential area i mean there were housing Blocks and there were complaints meter, when it was meters away. It wasn't as though nobody knew about this. They protested about they it. Did. When it yeah. They did. And the environmental blah 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 department had issued a report saying, you know, if anything happens here, this would be quite disastrous. Well, gosh, they seem to have been right on that one. I just, I just couldn't help thinking that I don't, I, I can't even get my head around what it might be. But I can't help thinking that a ton more stuff is going to come out of this. Yeah. Well, you say that, but I mean. In the first reaction of the party and of the people in charge is always to suppress information. But what you are seeing is quite big demonstrations in Tianjin. You bet. Of very angry relatives, very angry residents. And they're being very outspoken. I they mean- are being very outspoken and they, they, they've got themselves again. They, you know, they, they, they're coming with professionally produced banners. It, it looks as though the community is not going to let them get away with this in the way that is normally intended. I mean, what is the normal pattern in the face or in the fallout from one of these disasters is a number of heads are chopped off, um, a lot of money is poured into the area, yep. 
as was happened in Shenzhen, and a lot of that money subsequently disappeared at a very fast rate, but that's another story. Money will be poured into the area, heads will be chopped off, and finally the bosses will turn up and say, the situation is now under control, we have taken the necessary steps, and incidentally, shut up. We don't want to hear anything more from you. I don't think they can do that on this well, one. Well, let's see. Let's see. I mean, that is the formula that they've tried and tested before. I'm certainly very sure that they're going to try and test it again but as you say will that work i don't know got an email here from nigel good comment he says uh, makes you wonder just how many building disasters are backlogged for the next 10 years from all the frenetic construction activity of the new order he says well indeed i mean and you know anybody who's looked at these building sites and seen the standard of buildings i mean i'm only familiar with with those in the south which are apparently better than they are in many other places in china and you know i wouldn't want a stray dog living in some of those new buildings that have been put up i don't know if you came with me um a bunch of us went to shanghai some years ago just after uh literally a tower block went yeah and fell over straight i mean do you ever see that anywhere else well you do in other dodgy places actually but you know i mean shanghai is not supposed to be a dodgy place it's no, the it's commercial not. capital right. of china it's the biggest city in china yeah. it's supposed to be the most sophisticated city of china so you know if if that's happening there yeah. what's happening in you know in the boondogs no kidding i haven't seen much about this in the news but there were pictures doing the rounds on social media of like white froth and because obviously it has rained a little bit, yeah. In Tian, and I mean that was bound to happen too. No yes. idea what it is. Could be just de- detergent. I have no idea. Well, there's. I mean, I, I'm not. I, you know, I'm getting into an area where I'm, I'm out of my depth here. But I, I mean, there's all these acids that were being stored there, which if they interact with rain become combustible. Some of that, I believe, would have been that white froth. I mean, some of it, of course, is foam from the oh, yeah. from the um, firefighters. Attempts That's to, why to I say I don't, know what, I don't know what it was, yeah, but there's I don't pictures. Know what that is. Um, uh, the word mess comes to mind. Wow, no kidding. I mean, this one's cat- huge. I mean, yeah. there comes a point where the, I'm sure that governments and authorities cannot say, yeah, but no, but any longer. Yeah, exactly. And this could be it. Yeah. You reckon? Well, I think this is, this is a very important moment, and we will see how the regime deals with it. If they just want to use the old playbook, it's going to dent the credibility i mean the one thing that the xi jinping regime has managed to do Mm. particularly with the anti-corruption campaign which is very popular in china has said look we're in charge we're in control we know what we're doing well are they in charge are they in control do they know what they're doing in tianjin this isn't some out of the way little um you know port city this is a major port city very close to beijing yeah uh it's going to be in the public eye what would have happened 15 years ago? I mean, we've seen pictures of Western, I think it was a CNN guy, getting hustled off and all that sort of stuff. Would this just have been a press release job? Well, no, I think even then, even 15... I mean, of course, you've got the addition of social media now, which, I mean. which makes uh, communications that much better. But even even during the, the um, Sichuan earthquake, people were starting to get information from non-official channels. But, you know... I all that's happened now is more people have more access so it does make a difference this is this is the good side of social media yeah i think anyway steve if you recently have received any apparently called scam phone calls it's it's from taiwan 
Yeah, I mean, I think that must The be men at the ministry say it never happened. It could not happen from China. The numbers of these are staggering. I, I mean, have you been... I mean, they're talking about like something like 10,000 calls. I mean, that's a lot of calls. I feel for the and, people and, that have and, been rooked. Well, there, there, there's, 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 there seems to be these scam calls go into various categories. Mm-hmm. One is the appeal to greed, you know. Um, uh, there's a parcel waiting for you... Um, uh, and we understand that it contains a lot of money. Uh, all you need From to Rwanda. give us is your bank account, <laughs> yeah. your, your ID number and blah, blah, blah. And then that will all be sorted out. There's that. Then there's the, oh, we're, we're from the State Security Bureau from across the border. Um, uh, I understand you've got a relative in, you know, Peeping County. Um, that person will remain, you know, we've got that person under surveillance million bucks could see him right yeah so i mean there's the fear thing there's the the idea that um uh these things can happen in the mainland apparently there's still corruption there i I don't know if that's true i've never known so many people as in hong kong (coughs) get stitched up i mean i don't answering those calls in the first place i get loads of these calls yes i just ignore them well I'm an idiot. I, I mean, I don't... I, I usually just let them blah, blah, blah and, until they, 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 they wonder why I'm not responding. But um, not just... Uh, no, I have to say, I'm not, I don't get all these scam calls. I mean, they're not all scam calls. Usually they're flogging something that yeah. I don't want. Not usually. Always they're flogging something I don't want. But... Um, we think you need a breast enhancement. Yes. And I, <laughs> oh, say, I love well, one of those. I'm, Thank I'm, you. Like, I've got one of those already. I don't need another one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Except for on Tuesdays. That's right. So, yeah, what is this? It is weird, It's isn't very it? aggressive and rather well done it's these days. It's very aggressive. And the, the idea that the, um, the Chinese authorities should say, oh, well, I think we've solved the problem because it's all coming from Taiwan, who are anyway <coughs> horrible it, people and <coughs> splittists. Um, you not. know, I mean, if you're satisfied with that explanation, boys, good luck with that. It was the ninjas what done it. Yeah. Mary wrote to me earlier on and she said, as we English speakers can distinguish between Paddy the Irishman, Paddy the Englishman and Paddy the Scotsman, surely the Chinese can suss a Taiwanese posing as a mainland public security officer. I got rid of scam calls by letting the caller warble on for a bit and then I can't really say the rest. She tells yes, him to get lost, yeah, basically. Yeah, so that's kind of what I do as but well. But engaging these people in the first well, place. Well, I think... I, there honestly, aren't enough hours I think in the, the Taiwan story is just complete horlicks. But why just, say it? Yeah, I mean, you know, <coughs> she's saying, well, they can distinguish the accent. I'd be absolutely I think it's flabbergasted. A good, I think it's a good point, though. Yeah, but I don't think it's true. I oh, mean, of course the, 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 the basic allegation I don't think is true. Uh, well, no, no, to be fair, actually, they've also discovered that there are call centres in the Philippines. Who knew? Really? Call centres in India, apparently. Who knew about that before? <laughs> the fact that there's Except, TV dramas but, but, but made about... My, my, um, my certain information is that they're not filled with Chinese speakers. With Steve Vines, I wanted to say this for ages, but it seems we now have proof that Hong Kong has all the eggs, but no omelette. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Good morning and goodbye. <laughs> the cri- the violent Does crime wave is soaring through the roof. The in- violent crime wave and the problems of this city have led the fine chaps and chapesses at the Economist Intelligence Unit. I'm saying those words slowly in case anybody's missed the middle middle word there. <laughs> to conclude that Hong Kong has become a more unlivable city. It's now rated as 46th in the um, global survey. The, the travesty is that cities. Melbourne comes first. Melbourne comes first. Well, well, no, the travesty is that bleeding Vienna... Uh, Vienna. Yeah, Vienna. 
comes second. Yeah, Mozart and all that I stuff. Mean, have we got I, Mozart? Have no. we got Mozart? That's true. We've got no. a few Mozart chants. And but... we also don't have the OPEC headquarters in this Hong Kong. This is true, but we are Asia's world city. World city, yes. Well, we only rank as 46th. Mind you, it's quite funny that Singapore ranks as 49th. But the joke... <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, go yeah. on. The joke is that the, the Chinese cities, Beijing, Tianjin and Shanghai, have all increased in their ratings. Yeah. Now, the, to be fair, this the, this was taken before the, the tragedy in Tianjin, but nevertheless... All the same. I mean, what what was it that's improved? Has it been the fantastic air quality in Beijing? Well, I'll tell you, it has, I think. Tianjin? Yeah. Has it been the um, the this general joie de vie and the, the service levels in those cities when you interact with anybody in a in a shop or a restaurant? Complete absence have, have of corruption. Complete absence of corruption. Could it be that there's no litter on the streets? Could it be that livability? I mean, one of the factors they consider is is, is culture, access to culture. I mean, has censorship fallen away from from all forms of um, media? Including the performing arts in those cities. I mean, what were they taking? What who paid for this and why? Well, because that's always the way. I mean, it's not I, I news. Mean, what it's... you need to ask, uh, and but of course, all the all the all the usual suspects have got very excited by this because they say, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" It's the Occupy protest that's brought, pulled Hong Kong down in the ratings. It is oh, though. terrible, terrible. Well, no, no, they do say that. They do say <laughs> that. They have an editor here who says that he says he says Hong Kong was hit by disruption. Gosh. Disruption. Disruption. Disruptive. What's it? Disruptive protests. Yeah. Yes. People in. I, I saw people wandering around Central at the end of last year saying, gosh, can't they bring back the levels of. Pro- uh, the, the levels of pollution we had before the protest. Yep. I hate it the way we can walk around Central without any traffic. It's an absolute nightmare. I really want to get back to where we were. Yeah, yeah. there's lots of people saying that. Blame but, them. But these good folks from the IU, they don't have to go out on the streets. They've probably got experts. I'm always a bit... I'm always I'm a sure, bit, yeah, they've got experts. experts. That, that, that will explain I'm always it. a bit iffy about surveys. I don't know if they really need to appear on, on news broadcasts because it's, it's an advertorial for somebody, it, surely, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I, I'm... You know, I mean, Hong Kong gets these ratings. Not for Hong for Kong, being, though, plainly. <laughs> no, no, no. But they, they they get these ratings for being, you know, the world's freest economy, and the, and then government officials pop up and go, "Oh yes, world's freest economy." And and then you know, and then you get another survey that says Hong Kong has gone down from number three to number six. Well, I think the survey method there is slightly at fault. Hmm. Here you've got a survey that tells them that they want to hear that the Occupy protests are very very bad. And it says it so in the survey itself, so it must be true. I mean, you know, <laughs> this is this is you know this is the um, uh, this is tea time at the monkey's party. It really is. I tell you what, the free economy thing's up for grabs as well with the non-intervention stuff. Yes, yes, we have no lesser person than the chief executive C. Y. Lung saying positive non-interventionism has had its day, and from now on the government will be. Um, telling the economy which direction it should go in. You know, if the government did that in the 1960s, they would have set up a plastic flowers hub because plastic flowers were all the rage in the 1960s. They always, always, if you leave these things to government, they're always on to the last best thing. They're just congenitally (laughs) incapable of of doing what businesses happen to be quite good at, which is... Excuse me, <coughs> making me splutter. This. Getting excited over there. I'm getting overexcited, and I do apologise. Yeah. But it, it, you know, it is making um, 
businesses are good at, at deci- deciding, it's not deciding, predicting what people might want because uh, that's how you make money. What is a loop? Whereas governments will always look at, you know, that, that internet thing, very popular. We should have more of that we'll here. We'll have some of that. We'll have, have, some. have you heard of it? It's, it's, what it's, is it's a livable city? What does it mean? I have no idea. Well, they, <laughs> they, they have various criteria. I'm, I'm sort of... Oh, I'm so And does it. it matter? And does it matter, yeah. Let's talk about another survey. I, I got it wrong. I thought the survey said that we get rid of all the big boys' cars, double parking, illegally parking, etc., and jamming up Central. But no, let's get rid of the trams. No, we've got, we've got somebody who's proposing this, and uh, he's clearly an expert because he, he used to be in the planning department. God, you know, it, it makes you wonder about who they employ at senior levels of the planning department. He says that, that if you take an overall planning perspective... Remember that overall planning <laughs> perspective. There's lots of P's in there. Um, I knows. Um, you will you will know that the, the trams have had their day. They have, and apparently they take up too much of the road. Yes, and gosh, they're far too ecologically uh, and and sound. Uh, oh, they're non-polluting. Well, never mind about that. Yeah. Um, they're an iconic part of Hong Kong. Well, never mind about that. And we're, old people we're, should we're, pay. We're moving on for their ride. So they should. Yeah. So they should. In fact, they should push them. Yes, I think they should pull them. <laughs> they should pull and push them. These old people, what do they do all day? They sit around reading newspapers. I don't get the logic of this one. Smoking, drinking tea. Oh, honestly, yeah. there's Playing no... mahjong. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. what's the logic of this one? I, wasn't, well, no, I, I actually wasn't I, joking about those cars, fair, double parking I, and jamming up the place. I think the man's just an idiot. Oh, fair enough. He's just an idiot. That's I it. mean, next. you know, next. I, I, I mean, you know, it is true. The trams do... Uh, and I can confirm this from personal observation. They do travel through central thoroughfares. They do. And they're obviously not popular. Well, maybe the fact that they're always full is neither here nor there. But um, And why can't they go round all those AM cars? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, not the AM cars. I mean, what they should really go around is very large vehicles with their engines idling at the curbside waiting for portly gentlemen to come out of their whatever it is that they've been doing and, yeah. and ladies with rather large shopping bags which say things like Prada on the side to clamber back into the cars. P-R-A-D-E-R These are the people whose interests need to be preserved at all times I mean, honestly you know only somebody from the Hong Kong planning department would, would seriously be proposing that, that you get rid of the trams in Hong Kong. Well, hopefully that's all it is. Well, I think so. I mean, the good thing about the good thing about this is when you get a nutter like this, and and I, I use that term kindly, um, proposing that you get rid of the trams, it does flush people out of the sewers to say, I tell you what, trams are a pretty good thing. I mean, you know, otherwise. There's no defence of them unless there's no reason. I mean, that's the whole problem about things that work. People don't need to actively defend them. They just say, oh, it works fine. Why, why, would, you, why would you bother to mess with it? And, and really, <laughs> you just look at this proposal, you think at any level, does it make any sense? I've just, just this second received an email here from a lady saying, do you want to talk to an urban planning expert? Yeah, actually, I'll get back to you soon. But she, she, she says, scrapping the trams is a red herring, says this lady. Oh, what's the, what's the white herring? Uh, probably bigger, bigger Hong Kong issues, uh, etc. Oh, I Somebody see. Somebody wants to do something down Chater Way oh, or whatever. No, no but the, the thing about this, this isn't just Hong Kong people getting all nostalgic. These things work. Well, and, by the way, they were the guys who came out looking great after Occupy because they, they didn't did. grumble. They didn't grumble, they just got on with business. And 
All I can say is every time I've got on a tram, it's been full of people. How dare so they? There is, how very dare they? <laughs> I mean, you know, so is there demand for them? There sure as hell is. Is it, I mean, I just love going on the trams. I love the whole idea. Oh, yeah. Of, but the point of, is, these things really work. It's not just you being all the fluffy. Of, no, no. But, I mean, you know, I assume the other people who get on it get on it because they like it. They don't get on it because they don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes people sort of yearn for things yeah. from the past, nostalgic for this, that and the other. Quite yeah. rightly, too. But this actually is a very good idea. Well, 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 I mean, you look at what happened when some other idiot from the planning department... Now, the problem there was this idiot from the planning department was actually still in office, so they could affect it when they moved the Star Ferry. So when you used There's to have There's a perfectly sensible way of crossing the harbour yeah. from the centre of town to the centre of Chim Sao Choi. And some genius in the in the planning department said, no, I'll tell you what, we're going to have all the ferries move together because... Well, because ferry it's, hub. Because it's a ferry hub and because it's better for them to be moved together. Does it cause interview, inconvenience to people? Don't bring up that sort of irrelevant <laughs> but talk. But this, this is the fantastic. The fact of the matter is... The, the, the usage of the cross harbour ferries, of course, has di- diminished. Well, so has the ride. <laughs> uh, and the, well, I mean, I, I don't it know takes about, about you, five but minutes I, now. I, I haven't, I haven't used it at all. Actually, well, I think it. I've used it once since it moved. But where, when it when it used to be right in the centre of town, you 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 went through, yeah, you know, uh, Statue Square, and there it was. You'd hop on it, you go to Chim Sa Choi, all nice. Yeah, I, I just wonder who it is. Who, who always says, if it ain't broke, let's fix it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this has got an amazing knock-on effect, and I bet it's really changed a lot of people's habits. Because when you were at the old Star Ferry, you'd get off, I think you'd walk eight minutes to the, to the MTR, MTR, under yeah. the tunnel. This is nowhere near. Yeah. I mean, this really would make the difference between you taking that kind of transport and having to do something completely well, different. Well, I think it's, you only, live on the it, it's as become well. almost entirely a tourist... Uh, feature and you know it's quite nice if you're a tourist to, to go on there but if if it used to me to be and it used to for many other people be part of the working you know daily yeah. transportation uh, well, system and don't forget the guys who live on the islands their ferries are all parked there they yeah. have ages and you get a taxi if you're lucky yeah, well. and, and they have to walk how for how many minutes i wonder from the new star ferry to the station yeah quite a lot it's it's a it's a schlep it's really weird. To use a technical expression. Anyway, right, we've done surveys. We've done that. Should we, should we, should we go... Uh, well, eggs. Eggs, well, there's egg, yeah, eggs. Eggs I mean, is eggs. Yeah, eggs is eggs. If you throw an egg at a Occupy protester, you only get fined is if you do anything else. Is that a fair else. comparison? I don't know. People are saying this what, today. What I do know is that it's very interesting that they're starting to round up leaders of the Occupy movement, people like Joshua Wong, Nathan Law all been arrested in the past week. And Rimsky Yoon, I still love the name, <laughs> the, the, the Justice Secretary, um, says there's nothing political about this whatsoever. We just It just so happens that all these arrests are coming at the same time. Gosh, uh, there's nothing political about it. When asked, oh, and what are you doing about the arrest of the seven officers charged and seen on video beating up a protester? Oh, Oh, well, I'm sorry, that's entirely different. That's a sensitive matter. He was we ju- can't move too quickly on that. He was just an extension of my boot. <laughs> yes, he was in the way. I was proceeding in, in a normally in t- direction, and then my but, feet made contact with his head, which was there on the floor. Absolutely, nothing to do with yeah, me. But actually, me. Steve, are these fair comparisons? I mean, they're perfectly human things to say. Well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? I think the fact of the matter is that the day of reckoning has been urged on the government 
by the central authorities, by the various people who want people to pay for the Occupy movement. Remember, we're still waiting to hear the irrefutable evidence of the, the foreign intervention. Not right Time's not right to give that. We're still waiting for the government to... To do anything, actually, <laughs> on, on, on constitutional development, but they've already said, no, no, we're not doing that, we're, we're, we're taking that away. That we're, Teddy's been chopped out of the pram, I think. Um, but what we can do, because we have a police force, and we have a judiciary, and we have, we can make damn sure that these people are made to pay.